Welcome back to When the Girls Talk Boys. You're here with Becca and Casey. It has been a hot minute since we did an episode. I want to say it's been like a month. So clearly we have had plenty of time to prepare for this episode. I brought about 12 pages of notes. (laughs) What about you? She's already making fun of me because she knows... I'm very different. I came with my Ashen Irwin t-shirt on. Um, It is like a 3XL, so I wear it as a dress, really trendy. Um, It's green, and it has an illustration of the song Sunshine from Super Bloom on it. So clearly, I came equally as prepared to talk about today's topic. So we are going to be talking about a lot of things. It's a pretty, pretty serious one if we've got 12 pages of notes, but we um, have obviously been in a variety of fandoms since we could like breathe, since we could breathe, since we could walk and talk, you know, Um, and over the years, we've seen a lot of different behaviors and I think behaviors have definitely changed with social media changing and the world changing everything but we want to talk about things that we see that are potentially toxic or unhealthy unhealthy for you unhealthy for celebrities unhealthy for the community but also things that we do think are okay and how we've kind of found that balance um that's not to say we are perfect. Like I am sure if you went all the way back on my Twitter, I started my Twitter in eighth grade. I'm now 24 years old. So I'm sure you would find some interesting stuff on there. Um, But we want to just give our feelings on where we're at now and some things that we've seen. We do have a Twitter account for this podcast and I'm going to just plug it right now. It's um, Girls Talk Boys. Talk is spelled T-L-K. We kind of treat it like also a stan account for everything we love. And we talk about the podcast. We have a few. um, I think we just hit 100 followers, actually. Yeah, we did. You know, pretty good for like what we're doing. Um, But we have got to talk to a few fans and maybe not fans of our show, but just fans of like, just fans in general, you know? Um, And I love talking to the people on there and I would love to have more friends to talk to on there. So give us a follow. We'll follow you back. And I'm just going to start off on a positive note and tell you all what um, countries we have listeners from because the list grew. So right now we have listeners in United States, United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, Canada, New Zealand, Italy, Turkey, and Brazil. So clearly we have things in common with people all over the world. And that is some of the like greatest things about being in fandoms is that you connect with people that maybe you otherwise wouldn't. So that's my positive note here. (laughs) I'm gonna turn it over to Casey with her notes to start getting into maybe some of the not so positive things that we have seen over the years. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there are, I have a lot of topics and 
a lot of them kind of play into each other, but we're going to start with gatekeeping. So for people that don't necessarily know what gatekeeping is, it's when fans within their community um, either like impose standards upon others, usually newer fans that have to be met to be accepted into the community. And we see this in all different forms in like every and and in every kind of fandom. It's, it's also especially prominent in male dominated circles like the geekdom quote unquote. And a lot of it is tied into sexism in those circles um, where we see like girls being subjected to quizzes on the content to try and gauge like her, how like much she knows about whatever thing she's into or labeling her fake fan if she doesn't live up to their standards and also men dismissing a girl's interest in something because they think the actor is hot or something like that. But it also goes to being like in music fandoms and not male dominated fandoms where people are like, oh, you don't know this song or, oh, you don't know like what this actor did, blah, 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 blah. Then you're a fake fan of that person or of this band, stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely think there is a lot of competition within fandoms and it's kind of sad. Like I one thing that comes to mind is like owning merch or getting like VIP tickets and that's just classism right there. Yeah. And I think like I remember in high school, I was never someone that was like I have to go to meet and greets. I have to have VIP. Like I just wanted to go and enjoy like shows. But a lot of my friends would always go to meet and greets, would always have like floor seats and like had all this money to do all this stuff or they had connections somehow. And it started to like make me really sad when I would go to a concert and like not get to meet the person. And so looking back, I'm kind of like, there are a lot of people that don't even get to go to concerts. So it was normal for me to like, be you know jealous in a way like that's you know you're a teenager normal part of development but you know I think there is a lot of competition and it's cool to have merch and like like I've posted stuff that I have it's really cool it makes you happy like buy what you want to buy but when it becomes a thing of like oh you don't have this or you didn't go to this show like you must not be a bigger fan and it's it's not a competition it's like just love who you love and that sounded very like I'm giving yeah. a speech about pride month like happy pride everyone by the way yeah, um pride, by the way love pride wasn't trying to steal a slogan there but you know what I mean like just like yeah. what you like also like going back to that you were saying like how long you've been in a fandom what I think is funny so this year is going to be the 10th year anniversary of five seconds of summer. And if you look at some of the fans that are in high school, they could be 15 or 16. I don't know if they were listening to them when they were five. Like that wouldn't even make any sense. Like you grow into a fandom, like with like, this doesn't really happen with the fallout boy fandom that I've seen. I don't want to say it's never happened, but it's just a little bit like different atmosphere. Like fallout boy is definitely my favorite band of all time, but I didn't really get that invested in them until I was in high school but they had already been playing since like the early 2000s you know like it's not but that makes sense like why would you know five-year-olds might listen to follow boy but that's not really the target audience I was listening to kids bop so and I think as 
especially as fans who've been in the fandom for so long, I feel like it's part of our responsibility to welcome new fans because it's like, just because the, like just because they just found it doesn't make them any less of a fan. Like they want to experience this fandom. They want to experience all of this stuff. It's just not fair or nice or welcoming to be like, oh, you just joined. I've been here since 2012. Um, you're fake. Yeah, and you should want the fan base to grow so that the artists that you're supporting is more successful like yeah if you're always posting like stream calm or stream this album like whatever you want more people to like them like you want more people to recognize their talent because then it's like isn't wasn't that the whole point like um yeah I get what you're saying people are very competitive and it's it's so like unnecessary I'm like just like be happy that someone likes what you like. Like, this isn't a competition. And going back to um, merch, besides the fact that it's also, like, very classist, it's also in in the male-dominated um, community, like, fandoms, when a girl is wearing merch of that fandom, this is where more gatekeeping comes in because this is where they're like, oh, how much do you actually know about that? Blah, blah, blah blah so it's like in certain fandoms wearing merch is like especially as like feminine looking people they like it's almost as like a welcome for people to be like oh do you actually like this or do you just like the actor stuff like that but and it's like so I've been a fan of Marvel and like the MCU since Iron Man came out when I was nine And you don't see me questioning people's knowledge on the MCU when they get into it like two years ago or even now with WandaVision because I know WandaVision is getting a lot of people into the MCU. But it's like, yeah, I have never read the comics. I want to read the comics, but I haven't. And it's like, just because someone doesn't read the comics doesn't make them any less of a fan. Just because someone doesn't know the entire history of the MCU or all the small like Easter eggs in the movies doesn't make them any less of a fan. What's funny about how you're mentioning like this happening a lot with grown men is that going into this, like the teacher inside of me was, I'm also prepared for some stuff we'll talk about later. Like, oh, but you know, this might not be super healthy, but also it's normal behavior for this stage of development. Like I'm about to be like, this maybe isn't what you want to do. You want to phase out of that. But now we're like, now that you're saying like grown men, like my mind didn't even go there before, but now I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you're so right. Like, I feel like, like I'm not a big like Star Wars fan or anything, but I've seen like the movies, I think most of them, but I mentioned like one thing about, um, I forget where I was, but I mentioned like one thing that I knew about Star Wars, whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, oh, like, did your boyfriend get you into that? And I want to be like, actually, my dad. So thanks yeah. for making this weird now. Like, it's so, you're so and, right. And it's not even just, like, geek culture 
that this happens in sports. It happens with sports all the time. Too. I just want to side note, every time Casey says geek culture, she's doing air quotes, which you can't <laughs> hear that, but she's no. not being like, well, I'm a geek. <laughs> um, but it happens in sports too. Cause like guys will be like, oh, like what's this player's stat? Like blah, 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 blah. And expect the girl to know. But also double standard here. If a girl knows information about a celebrity she's a fan with, that's maybe just as crazy as how a guy knows everything about this player's stats. She's seen as crazy, but he's just seen as a fan. Yeah, there's also, and this could be a whole other episode. We're already at the point of this could be a whole other episode, but like discrediting women for the music they like like they're like oh you like Harry Styles because so a bunch of screaming girls that must mean he's not actually talented yeah Um, but we could go off a whole a whole other tangent on yeah sexism in general but and a lot of it I mean even with I love my friends I do I love the boys but I mean out of all my friends I have the most like quote-unquote basic music taste even though it's really not like yeah I like Harry Styles yeah I liked One Direction like but it's like they'll still whenever I'll be like oh yeah like Harry Styles did this or like Harry Styles new song they'll be like oh like okay like you like Harry Styles (laughs) or oh you like Five Seconds of Summer and it's like I am not out here judging you for liking Weird Al's music, so you do not get to judge me. Yeah, all right. I'm going to gatekeep a little music in general and be like, what are you listening to if you're listening to Weird Al? But, (laughs) oh my gosh, yeah, love that. If any any of you boys are listening, like, you know who you are. I love you, but it does get annoying. Yeah, you're the one that's, you say you want to make fun of the stuff that we like and you're listening to our podcast, so. I yeah, I highly doubt they're the ones listening, but <laughs> who knows? We don't we don't know. But, I can break down our stats up to who like what town you're from, like in <laughs> Massachusetts. I can see who in like Methuen is listening. That's actually really creepy. <laughs> it's kind of funny it I will say it is funny if like someone's like, Oh yeah, I totally listened to your podcast. Like sounds good. But then I can like break it down, be like, um, well the town that you live in isn't listed on this uh pie chart here so you're lying like not that I've done that but like oh my gosh yeah and another another more recent like gatekeeping experience that I've seen um so Shadow and Bone is a Netflix series based off of a book series it's based off of a trilogy and it also has some characters from a duology in the same universe and I totally understand being annoyed that people didn't read the fo- the books before watching the show. Because, I mean, you know me. I love to read the books before so- something comes out. But, like, you can't call those people fake fans for not reading the book before they get into it. Sometimes it takes the show to get people into a series of books and stuff. And it's like, or maybe they just haven't had the time to read the books maybe they don't have the money to buy the books to read it and it's like if a fa- it's okay to get mad at someone who hasn't read the books if they're not respecting like parts of a character that have been established in the book like with shadow and bone if a fan doesn't know that like about Kaz's aversion to touch and like what the trauma comes from with that like that's fine getting mad at them for that but don't just be like 
we need to shut out all the newbies who haven't read the books or whatever. You should start a conversation about why whatever they did isn't okay. Instead of I just will. Being- I will confess something here, and I'm pretty sure I did this yesterday. Um, I do gatekeep one fandom a little bit. I'm a little competitive when it comes to Twilight. Oh like literally anytime anyone mentions anything about Twilight, I go, I've read the whole series 13 times. That is the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Anytime anybody sends me a Twilight TikTok, anybody mentions Twilight at all. I'm like, well, I've read the series 13 times. And like, it's like, honestly, it's just embarrassing myself at that point. So it's like harmless, but it's the same. That's an example of like, maybe I should calm down, but also maybe I tell myself, maybe I should read a different book, but am I going to? No, I'm going to reread them this summer. Me with Percy Jackson, but um, (laughs) anyway, yeah, I read some, uh, like, people's blog posts, some essays, quote unquote, on gatekeeping in fandoms, and this one person raised an interesting point about um, how some gatekeeping is okay, but gatekeeping in a way, like in the way that keeps out the people who are only here to cause chaos in the fandom or like who are only here to like do shady stuff, like stuff like that. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, if you're someone that's like, I stand five sauce, but I'm a three out of four stan. And I, I think my fellow uh, fans will know what I'm saying there. I won't get too far into it, but sometimes they're like, oh, I love this band, but like not this one person. And then they go yeah. and like harass that person and it's it just gets out of control. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say there I'm going to gatekeep a little and yeah. I'm not going to attack you, but definitely not. You're not getting a follow back on our Twitter account. If you have in your bio three fourths stan of five sauce, because yeah, relax. I mean, in general, gatekeeping is not okay. It is if you're trying to get rid of a talk, an actual like toxic person in the fandom, but overall persecuting a fan for not knowing something or getting something wrong or acting like you're better than a new fan because you've been here for a longer time or just vetting other fans interests is not okay you don't like don't act don't attack someone for having an unpopular opinion in a headcanon like just stop being like that there are people too how would you like it if someone was doing it to you It's just not welcoming. Fandoms are supposed to be about creating a community of people with like interests. You shouldn't be trying to get people out or invalidate their interest in it. You know what else is like kind of a form of gatekeeping that's also like problematic is when people gatekeep celebrities, artists, whatever it is, um, from actual human beings And this is our segue, my kind of awkward segue into their actual human being life partners. Yeah. I.e. like, and it's, it happens in every situation, like whatever, like gender identity or expression or sexuality, but I've seen it a lot with like 
male artists and then their girlfriends. Yes. Um, we all knew where I was going there. Um, there's a lot problematic that happens. First off, hate mail, harassing them. What are you doing? Like, and I, I'll be honest, like, this is my throwback example. So back in the day, this could, this is, could be a whole other episode, but whatever. When I was like 13, 14, I was like the biggest Justin Bieber fan, like, and not to be competitive right now, but like, I was pretty up there with like the biggest fans. That was my, that was my whole life. Like people at my high school would refer to him as my boyfriend. Like, anyways, I won't get into that right now. Good times. (laughs) Uh, But um, like when he first started dating Selena Gomez, I remember being like, like he should be with me, blah, blah, blah. And like, I will say like, that is of like romanticizing a person and seeing them as someone that you would be attracted to, someone you'd want to be with. I think that that is definitely a normal part of development when you're a teenager or young adult. And I'm not going to like, I don't think that was like wrong of me to be jealous of her when I was 14 years old. Like that's normal and not unhealthy. But I remember then like, um, she was getting a lot of hate and he would get like upset about it, obviously. And so I started to like, like I liked her when I was a kid. And then in high school, I started actually like listening to her other stuff and following her movies. And I became like a Selena Gomez stan in high school yeah, because she actually is a really great person. And so I think that was kind of a healthy turnaround for me. And that's not to say you need to stan their partners. Like you can, if you want to, if you think they're cool. Like I literally think that Crystal um, Michael Clifford's partner is like the coolest girl I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to be like obsessed with them, but definitely like the hate mail and the constant tweets and like ripping them apart. Like when it's coming from a place of jealousy or you're judging a relationship that you really know nothing about. Yeah. So like wrong to me. Like I, you know, if like you actually thought someone was in an unhealthy relationship, like that's different. But when it's just no matter who they're with, you're going to hate on them. It's so stupid to me. Like you don't know what's going on. And I, I know for, for the five sauce fandom specifically something that, um, I would say Michael Ashen and Luke's partners all get is criticized because they're all older than the person that they're dating so like of the those three relationships the girls are all dated uh the girls are all older than the men um which one that's just sexist because that doesn't that doesn't matter like what there's not even like a big age gap to be upset about it's just like it's like a few years like calm down but like no one was getting mad at Joe Jonas for dating for marrying Sophie Turner and she's about 10 years younger. Yeah. So not only is this again, another point of sexism, but like I've seen girls be like, Oh, like they're old girlfriends. Like they're just using them to stay young and hip. And I'm like, ew, like shut up. Like, what are you doing? Like let people be happy. And I don't like, especially I'm like, you need to look in the, like at yourself and, yeah, you, it's natural to feel jealous. Like that's fine at any age and any point in your life, but why are you going on Twitter and like harassing them and being 
Instagram harassing them, harassing them in real life. Everyone I know that has met like Crystal and Sierra have been like, they're literally the nicest people. And so I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and I will never understand like what compels people to actually send threats and hate mail to anyone in general, because it's like that person is a human too. And I know like, obviously like this, the celebrity is never going to be your partner. Like as much as we all fantasize about that, like it's not gonna happen. And you I mean, never- to be fair, like to be, I will say to be fair and not just crush all my own hopes here. It like, okay. Yeah. It's never going to happen, but also like, of course if it, it ever, happens. if it ever did, how would you feel? Like, yeah, if, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? That's, like, that's where um, I was going. Yeah, like, how would you feel if you got to date somebody like your favorite artist or celebrity or whoever? Like, how would you feel if all these, like, fans were just, like, up your butt on Twitter? Like, and if you're a fan of the person, like, you should just be happy that the celebrity you like is happy with someone and that they feel comfortable enough to come forward that they're in a relationship most celebrities have a private relationship for a while because they're afraid of what's going to happen with the public. Yeah. And then it just hurts their relationship because like, you don't like, that's an added stress and it's just, it's so stupid. And then it's like you, and then you're like, Oh, why do I see my favorite like artist being sad? And I'm like, well, look at their life. Like if something's making them happy and positive, like, okay, example, Luke Hemmings, you know, yeah um he's what he is dating sierra deaton who you might know from the x factor Mm -hmm. um she gets a ton of hate one a lot of it is also racist and that is a huge problem but i think she's gotten a ton of hate for dating him but you also see like how much happier happier he is with her how he like before they were dating he like didn't wear glitter on his face and satin shirts and have long curly hair like he's just like really owning like his he's coming into his own like you can tell he's like had a really positive influence in his life and like it's like probably like and he's even said like it's from her like she's done a lot good for him so I'm like why are you I don't know I don't get it like calm down there's and there's like also the whole like he's mine mentality that co- goes into a lot of this and like that's what ten like it just like I don't understand it's there have been a few uh, there are instances of this kind of stuff like through every fandom but the last two times Tom Holland was rumored to have a girlfriend people were like you're cheating on me like oh my god she's so ugly like he should be with me like blah 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 and I'm just like Okay, first of all, this is a rumor. Second of all, <laughs> it might not even be real. And they're <laughs> he's dating her. Be happy he's happy with someone. My God. And like, it was also with Callum recently because there was the rumor that yeah. he's dating someone. And then, and then, but the same thing is like the same people that get mad that like, oh, they're dating someone, blah, blah, blah they get 
mad if they don't share their personal life. Like the same people that get mad at Callum for not sharing his personal life are the same people that attack this girl that he was like allegedly dating. And like, who, like, first, I think the, like, I actually asked someone because I was like, like, I was just wondering, I was like, what's going on? Like everybody's freaking out on Twitter about like, cause then it like, by the time I got to like read any of those tweets, like not only had it been like kind of discovered that they might be dating, but the girl had already been attacked and like had deleted posts where she was like wearing his sweatshirt or something like, okay, cool. She got like, good for you, girl. Like you got to wear his sweatshirt. Like I don't like no part of me is like, and I'm pretty sure like the day before that on my personal Twitter, I had tweeted like, I really wish Callum Hood would just like marry me already and save yeah. my life. Like, I, like I tweeted something stupid like that. But then the next day, the girl like that whole thing had come out and like my tweet was unrelated to that. I was just kind of like throwing it out there in the universe. But like, I was worried that my tweet was going to be like associated with like the whole yeah. thing. And I was like, no, no, like I was just like having a moment like I just love him but like if he's with her like I'm so happy for him like it's fine it's just like there's a difference between having like a toxic he's mine mentality and like joking about like oh marry like he's gonna marry me or like oh I'm gonna marry him like I joke about marrying Tom that I'm gonna marry Tom Holland all the time but I it's like I know I'm joking because I just think it's funny how much he fits into like the who I'm going to marry, like tarot readings and stuff like that. I don't actually think I'm going to marry him. I just joke about it because I think it's hilarious that he fits into it so well. Yeah. And like, you know what, Callum, if you're ever listening to this and you want to hit a girl up, like I am really fun to be around. I'm have sort of a level head, um, but I'm not going to be like curled up in a ball in my bed tweeting hate to whoever you do actually end up dating like it's fine people just kind of need to be like like people need to separate this reality and their fantasy because like everyone fantasizes about being with 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 their favorite celebrity at some point especially younger younger teens this is no hate to younger fans or anything there's just more of a trend of it happening with younger with younger fans yeah like and I would say the line there is like if you're a younger fan like I want you to learn from it like I'm not if I see like a a hate like hate is never okay but if I see a little bit in the middle there um of what we're talking about from like a younger fan I'm like okay I want them to learn from this but I'm not like they're canceled but if you were like well if you're at the point where like you're paying your own rent or maybe yeah. like you should be paying your own rent. Um, and you like have like, you're an adult. Like I, I say like, I'm a fake adult. Like I don't consider myself a full grown adult, but if you're at like our point in life, like it, it's, a, it's sad. I'm like, yeah. okay, like you can have a healthy relationship in a fandom. And if you want to, like, I literally spend my whole day fangirling over things. I do not think that's a bad thing to do in your twenties. I don't just think that's only for teenagers and kids but there does come a point where it's like okay I know better I know better I know better than to go comment on like Crystal's Instagram some random hate like come on come on get it together the celebrity is literally trusting their fans 
when they get into a relationship, when they announce that they're in a relationship. So don't go breaking that trust because if you go and hurt whoever they're dating and whoever they love, you're going to break their trust. And then that's going to make them not want to tell you that the fans more things. Yeah. It's just going to make them go off social media. Like literally Luke Hemmings, perfect example. Um, Because like people were always like hating on him and hating on him and Sierra and causing all this drama on Twitter and now he like like I'm glad he's had a social media break but it's like everyone's still upset that he's not really on all the time and I'm like well what did you think was gonna happen and Michael even said the same thing like he was like after um a lot of the stuff that happened like last summer with Twitter drama like he was like afraid to be on the internet and he wasn't streaming anymore but everybody was like freaking out that he wasn't streaming and I'm like can you blame the guy like, yeah. yeah, I was sad too, but like, I, I can't. So moral of the story is leave people alone, treat people with kindness. Literally, as Mary Styles says, I can't believe I have to say this to yeah. grown adults, the same lessons that I say to my first grade students. Um, and don't, unless you think they're in like an abusive or talk, like actually like you have, there's like things are known that it is unhealthy relationship like don't comment just and I'm not you don't have to stand it you don't have to like be obsessed but just leave it alone it literally all just comes down to treating the partner like a human being and not some evil villain in the way of like you getting the prize yeah also let them have their own things like um you know especially if like they weren't as famous before they started dating them don't just think that their whole identity is that they're dating that person um like i'm bringing it back to five sauce again here we are who's surprised um it's because i'm wearing my ash Irwin shirt but like sierra had a whole career before she was dating luke she won the x factor um she like does things she's a songwriter she has her own identity as do like um KK who's Ashton Irwin's partner um is an artist she was like she was actually like a famous blogger um with one of her friends and she like did stuff for Teen Vogue when she was younger like they like even if they weren't famous they all have identities and that's again that goes back to sexism like even if they're literally only famous for dating that person, they still have identities and thoughts and feelings. And you really shouldn't just be only seeing them as somebody's girlfriend. Yeah. They're, they are independent women. They are a person themselves. But that, I guess, brings us to the next topic of privacy and boundaries, meaning with a celebrity's personal life, their family, their sexuality, etc. This is like this a is, whole this is like a sub episode inside an episode. This is probably one of the biggest issues in fandoms. Definitely. Like a celebrity no matter how famous or not that they are, they are still people. Their personal lives are private for a reason, and they only share what they want to share with us for a reason. They don't want their entire lives in the public eye. No one wants that. 
Yeah, especially when it comes to their family, like if they have kids or like even just like their parents and siblings, like they, you know, maybe didn't even ask for this. Yeah. And so to just assume that they did is kind of weird and you got to calm down. Yeah, there's... When... Okay, in terms of... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some examples from Julian the Phantoms, the fandom over the past couple of months that have been talked about. Back in January, I think, when Charlie and Jeremy were at Owen's place, um, some fans figured out what apartment complex Owen lived in at the time, and showed up outside. Um, also. People figured out Owen's parents' home address and Madison's home address and sent fan mail to their homes. And people figure out where Charlie is all the time and try to go see him. And he has purposely lately not been showing exact, like exactly where he is in California. I know where he lives, but I don't want to say it. Um, but... I don't know where he lives. I know like what the area. general vicinity. Casey doesn't yeah. have his home address and garage code. Yeah, that'd be, clear. yeah. Um, I like he's perfect. Like he literally has said in multiple like TikToks and like Instagram stories, like, oh, this sunset is so pretty, but I don't want to show you guys so you figure out where I live, stuff like that. It's like those are genuine, especially the thing with Owen's apartment and sending fan mail to Maddie's home address instead of her like PO box for fan mail. Um, that's like, that's actually stalking. Yeah. I would say a hundred million percent homes are off limits to mail to going there. Cause that can even be like a safety issue. Like especially like young girls, like that makes me like really scared that like, yeah, you might be a fan and you might be harmless, But there could be, like, a really creepy old guy that is now showing up at her house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's totally, like, an invasion of privacy. And also, like, when you go home, you don't want to be on. You know what I mean? Like, when I go home, I want to have my hair thrown up in, like, a messy ponytail like it is now. Like, there's a reason that I'm on a podcast and not a YouTube video right now. (laughs) Like, I want to just, like, if I go and take out my trash, I don't want to be, like, have to be like presentable and like you're allowed to have space like not that you're uncomfortable around people but like you need to be able to relax and yeah that's it's not only just a safety thing it's like a give them space I will say like if you like see them in public or something I don't think it's like wrong Casey and I were talking about this a little before we started like I don't think it's wrong to go up and talk to them or just say hi. I just think there are boundaries there yes. that we can talk about. Yeah, it's, this is, that's something that I'm personally like very conflicted on because just wait, one thing before I go back, go back to that, the thing with um, the fans that found Owen's like apartment, they may have, the boys may have seen very, seemed very like friendly and unbothered 
and this goes for all celebrities when you like meet them in public and stuff they might seem unbothered and very friendly and like fine with it but you don't know how they're actually feeling inside and it's like but yeah so seeing celebrities in public I am very conflicted on because that one part of me would want to go and talk to them would want to get a picture stuff like that the other part of me doesn't want to bother them especially if they haven't been noticed by people yet because that's where it comes into me if they're like a high profile celebrity that you see and like they haven't been noticed like there haven't been a bunch of people coming up to them you don't want to be the person that brings attention to them and then they get mobbed yeah like I would say definitely their rule number one is like read the room if they're at like CVS picking up some medication or something like that that's probably not an appropriate place to say yeah. or say hi and if you do and it's like a chill situation you could also just like wave at them or say hi and if they're yeah. in like because a lot of celebrities like like meeting fans and yeah. like it's really cool for them too so they might be like hey like how's it going you know you might actually end up like starting a conversation and then you understand that that's fine but and definitely like if you do want to go say hi like I get it like I would want to too um like Casey said don't like draw a lot of attention to it maybe just go up to them like a normal person and be yeah. like hey like just wanted to like in like be like hey like I love I that I don't know what I would say I'd probably like throw up to be quite that's honest I can I can talk the talk and could I walk the walk probably not no, but read the room the actual- rule number one I would never actually probably go up to them. I'd be, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> I would be too awkward and nervous, but yeah. I'm not a get, like, I don't think that's like wrong if you see them somewhere. Cause that is cool. And you know what they like, I think it could also like, especially like if they were like having a rough day or something and then they're like, Oh, like this fan. Like, I do think that. Yeah. Um, any artist that I support at least, like, I think they would appreciate seeing fans um, yeah. or funny story from a few weeks ago. Um, I read on Twitter um, that like Luke and Michael were out somewhere in California and they met some fans and it was all good and stuff. And then Luke's car battery died and the fans actually like went to get them like jumper cables and helped like start his car. So definitely I think they were appreciative there. Yeah. It, it, like it's fine, but it's, it's a, Going up to celebrities in public is very much you need to be able to read the room in the situation. If they're out with their family, do not go up and have a conversation with them. You can wave at them. If they start the conversation with you, that's fine. But don't like actively expect to have a full conversation with them and go out and necessarily pursue it every like at any time you might see them. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I would say, especially in those situations, don't assume they're going to want to like take a picture. Like, isn't that, and like, um, isn't, wouldn't that be awkward? Like if you were just out in public and people were just like, can I get a picture with you without even like saying their name? Like, I feel like it'd be more memorable to like have a, like pictures are so cool. And like, I would love that too. But I feel like if, if I had to choose between just a picture with a celebrity that I liked and actually getting to talk to them for a few minutes and meeting them, I would pick the talking to them. Yeah. So I, don't assume the picture thing, especially if they're with other people. Cause, and that also could draw attention to them. Exactly. But if you're just talking, like probably no one's going to notice yeah. if it's just you talking, like that's fine. 
whenever I think about like, oh, if I were to meet this person in public, like, like if I were to meet Tom Holland and if I were to see him in public, like as much as I would want a picture, like, first of all, I wouldn't be like, can I have a photo? Like so energetically, like I'd want to talk first, but then I'd be like, I probably honestly just wouldn't ask for a photo because like it has to be so exhausting to know that like at any chance you might get mobbed by fans or like, or even just a few people to take pictures when you're going out shopping with a friend or something like that. I think that getting mobbed is so freaky. Like I remember the Justin Bieber movie, like the um, Never Say Never, when there are those clips of like all these girls like on top of his car. And like, I'm, and like, I don't even wanna, I like, I, again, like if you were young and you didn't know any better, it's different. But like, first of all, my parents would never in a million years have allowed me to like stalk him to the point I'm at his car and I'm on top of his car. Like, don't yeah, don't be unsafe for either of your sakes, but also like, physically respect you should do this anyways but physically respect personal space so don't just like grab a celebrity don't just start taking pictures of them like don't just it's so weird like don't just like like if you think about it it's like oh my god I touched this person's arm like okay it you know that's not okay like especially anymore yeah like it's just that's weird it's celebrities have willingly chosen or most of them have willingly chosen a career that gives them this kind of focus and this limelight in the media and stuff but like honestly in my opinion part of our duty as fans is to respect their privacy and their boundaries and uphold that as much as we can because we want them to feel safe with fans so that they keep interacting with us but if we continually break that like privacy boundary even if it's just small groups every once in a while that do it because it usually is like a smaller group of people that will like go a little too far we're still breaking like as a that breaks their trust with the fandom fandom in general and that'll make them stop wanting to interact with us as much yeah and I do think like I will say the five sauce fandom from what I've seen has been pretty good when meeting them. Like everyone that I know, a lot of people I know actually have met them, um, have said like, it's been so fun. Like they, they like talk or like one of my friends has a tattoo like written out by Ashen. Like, I think they have like, we have that established relationship. So like, let's just keep that up so that they don't just go into hiding. It's funny because it's like, I remember, you know, around the time of them touring with One Direction to Sounds Good Feels Good era it was so different it was like it was it I mean obviously it was nowhere near as bad as like what the 1D boys had with being mobbed and stuff but like it wasn't necessarily as chill like I definitely heard more stories about people like not being chill with them than people being chill like they are now But again, they were teens and young adults and most of the fandom at that time was teens and young adults and most of the fandom has grown up with them. So I think, I feel like that's a big reason why we're at that stage where we can have those like chill interactions with the boys. Yeah. Remember that story of Harry Styles, like his car broke down and he was like in this girl's house, but she wasn't home. So he like wrote her this whole thing and fed her goldfish. Like that's what I'm saying. Like even like Harry Styles is like, is like 
arguably one of the biggest celebrities right now. And yeah. he even like went out of his way to like, like he could have just been like, okay, like, cool. She's not home. I don't have to deal with her. But he yeah. like went like, he like made this whole thing. But also can we just side note, talk about imagine coming home and your dad being like Harry Styles with he was here. And like, that's something my dad would say. And I'd be like, no, he wasn't like, shut yeah, up. Yeah. But then it's like, no, here's a picture of him literally feeding your goldfish. I can what would you do? I don't, I think I just throw up everywhere. Like, I don't know what I would do. So to everyone still listening, I'm going to be really honest. Casey just had to take a phone call in the middle of filming our podcast. Uh, We're not going to include it in this because it's completely irrelevant, but we don't even know where we left off um, because we could go on about this topic for literally so long, but I have this clip bookmarked on my computer right now because I wanted to share it as part of this episode. I don't remember where I was going to segue it in because I don't come with pages of notes to this. Sometimes I have a sticky note, uh, but this is what I'm bringing to the table on this topic. And then maybe we can just chat about it and move on. So this is from the video from BuzzFeed Celeb, Five Seconds of Summer Reads Thirst Tweets. And I've seen so many TikToks of this video. It's, It's just ridiculous. So they're reading tweets and honestly, they're pretty chill about it. Like, they're they're like we know that like a lot of our fans are like obsessed with us and we can talk a little bit more about like where the line is and when things are okay and when they're not but I just want everyone to hear this tweet um right now I hope it's uh I don't know if they swear in it but I guess we'll see I'm gonna soften this one thing Ash Sherwin let me eat that like a fucking sausage McGriddle with extra maple syrup. I'd tear that shit up. I'd say some <laughs> slorp on that. She feel me? Your knees could be the apple pie on the side. I'd munch, munch that. Then I'd wash it down with a cold glass of my tears. Double look. So I hope everyone was able to hear that. That's such a long tweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know because they must have been when tweets like first you could make them longer so I wonder if like that person that wrote it was like I know exactly what I'm gonna say the day that tweets are longer and that's what they wrote um I'm gonna be honest it was a lot for me um (laughs) definitely like flirty tweets like stuff like that like it's not I don't think that's a problem that was a little (laughs) like extreme 50 shades of gray there i don't even know what to call that tweet it's really it is kind of funny and they clearly like thought it was funny but um i guess that brings us to our point of uh okay (laughs) next thing i had for notes was fan entitlement possessiveness and parasocial relationships so I'm going to start with parasocial relationships because everything else pretty much stems from that. So for anyone that doesn't know, a parasocial relationship or interaction is a kind of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers, or it is a also a one-sided relationship 
where one person extends emotional energy, interest, time, and the other person is completely unaware of the other's existence. So it's basically what fandoms are. However, there are benefits and there are a lot of negative side like consequences of this. The benefits are they, it allows people to like create friendships with people of the like interest and stuff, but people can take this relationship too far. And not only can it harm their personal sense of like how relationships are, but it can lead to that sense of entitlement and possessiveness that causes sending hate to their partners or breaking privacy and boundaries. Also, like, if you romanticize a person, any person, like, this doesn't even just have to be a celebrity, but, like, if you romanticize a relationship in your head so much and then you get into a, like, real-life relationship and it's not the way that your one in your head was, I think that can be really unhealthy. And sometimes we assume, like, oh, if I was dating Harry Styles, my life would just be perfect. Now, realistically, is that true? No, because every relationship has, like, its hardships and that's just life. Um, But in your head, like, you know, when you aren't actually with that person, you picture it being perfect. And that's, I think, fine to have a fantasy, especially, especially when you're young and you're figuring out what you want in a person and what you look for and what you're positive qualities are like I think it's fine to say you know what like I love Harry Styles I would want to date somebody that's you know really comfort comfortable in their sexuality and their gender gender identity and expression and like I would want to date a guy that would be willing to wear a dress on the cover of Vogue because I think that's really cool and that's (laughs) that, that stuff is that's I think a benefit of these like and and that's just that that's more of like the romantic side of a parasocial relationship um but like I think when it gets to the point of like oh like you're not exactly like the person that I have in my head Mm -hmm. that's when it can be really um unhealthy for your actual life yeah parasocial relationships allow I'm reading from my notes They allow people to model and identify with people they like, um, which, i.e. me and Casey, (laughs) which can help us, um, you know, figure out, like Becca said, the kind of people that we might be attracted to, but it can ultimately develop this false idea of friendship and intimacy with the celebrity to the point where we really think we know them and they know us. And with the internet, it, obviously, we're able to interact with celebrities more, and they can interact with us more. But it, the fact still remains is that like they don't actually know who you are as a person just because they liked your tweet or they like replied to your tweet doesn't mean they actually know who you are. Um, and parasocial relationships have been shown to provide companionship. Obviously, like people find friends and fandoms, but it can be skewed and cause all the problems we're talking about. True. That was a lot. I also just learned what parasocial meant today um, from Casey in her notes. Yeah. Um, there just has to be a point. Like you can literally have this fantasy daydream for your whole life. It's fine. Daydreaming is a great way to function. Like yeah. I do it all the time, but it can become a crutch. Yeah. And that's when it's yeah, it has, there has to be a line between like 
when is this interfering with my well-being and you know if because then like what if you do meet them and then Mm -hmm. they don't like instantly fall in love with you or even like even if it's not a romantic thing like you meet them and it's just not what you had always pictured it to be like you don't become best friends they don't like take you on a private jet whatever like I don't know. I'm thinking about Wattpad a lot right now. Um, <laughs> but we're going to do a whole, whole other episode on fan fiction, we've decided. But when you, um, like, when it's not your wildest dreams, like, you're going to be crushed. Yeah. And so there I has have, to be a separation there. I have a quote from a doctor that did a study. Like, from, there have been a lot of people that have done studies on parasocial relationships. Um, and this doctor said... A person could be creating and rehearsing unrealistic scripts of how relationships are handled in real life, both in how they personally expect relationships to go and in terms of how they like make that relationship with the celebrity in their head. And parasocial relationships are what cause us to create these idealized and romanticized versions of celebrities and then hold them to those standards like Becca was saying, was saying because when we hold them to these standards and they're not like gonna immediately fall in love with you, then that's, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so whatever age you're at, whatever stage in life you're at, like have your celebrity crush, have your daydreams, your fantasies, your wildest dreams, like that is all okay, but just have the balance of like what is real and what's healthy versus what's um like going to have a negative impact on your life and that's really more for your own benefit but we just want to like give that advice there um this is just kind of a side funny story so as our repeat listeners probably know I'm an elementary school teacher and I do use Harry Styles in lesson plans a lot because I think he's a really positive role model and our motto is treat people with kindness. But my students have taken it upon themselves to plan our wedding. Um, We went on a field trip to the um, Brooklyn Botanic Gardens and they decided where at the garden we were going to get married like who was going to be in the wedding like this has just been this like ongoing joke um, and I was saying like in a job interview recently I was talking about I got asked the question like are you comfortable like joking around with students or whatever and I was like yeah like actually my students right now are planning my wedding to Harry Styles and the person that was interviewing me um I found out later didn't know who Harry Styles was. And so I probably should have started with, you know, the singer Harry Styles. But uh, I think that that uh, person that interviewed me now thinks I'm engaged to Harry Styles. So this really had nothing to do with parasocial relationships. (laughs) I um, wanted to throw that in there because I think it's like, okay, like to the kids, it's like real, but I have the respect of like, okay, like this is, I'm not actually not, this is not actually engaged to a man named Harry. Um, unfortunately, Unfortunately. but (laughs) yeah. But so from parasocial relationships, um, the idea of like entitlement can grow, but so, I mean, there's the idea that 
um, because this person, show, band, etc., wouldn't be where it is without the fans that we as fans are entitled to a lot of things in regards to the celebrity or like the show or the music. Um, but that sense of entitlement also causes a little bit of possessiveness. Um, but there's also like different forms of fan entitlement. We've already talked about one of the kinds where like thinking you are entitled to like know what's going on in their personal life and stuff like that because of the parasocial relationship. But there's also a form of entitlement that comes with like, um, in terms, so like in terms of TV, um, fans will tend to only blame their writers for when something happens that they don't like, as if the writers are in charge of every aspect of the TV show. And I can tell you as a writer, that is not true. Um, <laughs> yes, we do come up with the storyline and stuff, but there's a lot of feedback from producers and like directors have says and stuff like that. But so take the ending of Game of Thrones, for example, the final season, fans were demanding they redo the entire final season because it just like wasn't the ending it deserved or the fans wanted. That's just, that is a form of fan entitlement. And it's just not fair to anyone involved in the TV show. Like, yeah, I was mad at the ending, but I understand why making a petition to redo the entire final season of Game of Thrones is not okay. Um, <laughs> and it's like fans always think they know what's best for the character, for the celebrity, for the show, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, in terms of the show, that's not always true. I mean, you don't always know what's best for the person since you don't know them. But I will say the exception to this rule that we're throwing out here is the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah. Um, we were entitled to better yes. content there. Yes. Both movies were awful. So excited we're getting a series. Like, <laughs> but I, I get, like, Casey's totally right. But definitely, I just had to throw in the exception to the rule there because... Uh, it's like, we're not... I mean, the kind of entitlement, that that kind of entitlement definitely does bother me as especially as someone who wants to be a writer for TV. So, but um, <laughs> the the biggest kind of entitlement that bothers me is thinking that like the celebrity owes us explanations about their life. And like, we owes us every little detail about their life. And it's like, we're not owed any information of a celebrity's private life. It's private for a reason. They're, they choose to tell us when they want to tell us. It's like, <laughs> You can't run the person's life. Just because they're in the public eye doesn't mean they don't have a right to privacy. Their right to privacy is different, yes, legally speaking, but it's not non-existent. The last topic that we are talking about today, because we decided the rest of the topics could be an entirely own <laughs> podcast episode, <laughs> I, shipping people, real people, Shipping characters, totally fine. Do that. I don't care. I'm a big person that does that. But shipping real people and like really meaning it. Because there's a difference between shipping people as a joke and then like truly shipping real people. Yeah, like you could say like, oh, these people might be good together. But then there's a point where it's too far. And yeah. 
it could make them very uncomfortable. Because, I mean, think about in, okay, think about Five Sauce, especially in, like, the earlier days. When, like, when doesn't Becca think about Five Sauce? But <laughs> um, I don't know what you mean. Who's Five Sauce? Especially in, like, the earlier days of the fandom, meaning probably... So From- when back in the day when I was 17 and had bleach blonde hair yeah. um, and we yeah, still but- wore low rise shorts with our crop tops. Um, anyway, yeah, back then, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to make a, car- a comparison between One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer when it comes to shipping. A lot of the people that would joke with like Cake and Mook and Cashin and Mashin and like all that, a lot of those were jokes. I never really saw people fully, truly shipping them all together. Yeah, it was more like a friendship duo. Like they shipped, like they were like the bromances. Yeah, like Jenny and I are like our relation, like our like ship name as friends or Kenny. Like that's just like a joke because like we're always, we were always together and stuff like that. But compared to One Direction with Larry, for anyone for anyone who's listening that doesn't know, Larry was the ship name of Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles. Um, and Larry's are the name of the shippers. And they're still like, they are still very prominent today. It is a to- it's actually I'm pretty sure a topic on Twitter. You know how you can follow like one celebrity's name to follow like Harry Styles, Luke Hemmings, like whatever. I'm pretty sure you can follow Larry Stylinson, which is the ship name. Yeah. That's I know Louie has talked about it. I'm pretty sure Harry has talked about it too. I did not fact check this. This is one thing I should have fact checked, but I know one of them, if not both have talked about how Larry Shippers, the toxic ones especially, took their close friendship too far. And that is how, and that kind of ruined their closeness. And that's why when like they were towards the middle end of One Direction, they weren't as close as they were like on X Factor. And like- Looking back, I definitely remember like people joking about it and stuff and it was just kind of like a normal thing in the fandom but like really reflecting on it why is it that like people saw two boys being close and like assumed that they were dating or they were involved somehow because I think that goes back to like what we've said about sexism on this podcast a lot like why is it okay for two girls to be really close? Like nobody has ever thought me and Casey were dating, like, you know, but like people were just assumed that they like secretly had a thing and there were all these conspiracies about it. And it definitely made them want to like hide their friendship more, which probably then in turn, like they weren't as close as you were saying because they got like embarrassed about it. But also like, can you imagine, like, I'm not to say like, who knows, maybe they were together. Maybe like, we don't know. I don't know what went on in their private life. But then it's like, that's like, if they were together, like forcing them out, like one that's also like forcing them out. And it's like, like if they wanted to share that, they would share that when they were ready. And it wasn't really appropriate because of how far it got. Like it got, it got, and it still is the fact that the band has been, like on hiatus 
I have hiatus in quotes because who knows. Um, the band has been on hiatus for, I want to say, five years. I can't do math right now. But, like, the band has been on hiatus, I'm pretty sure, like, as long as they were together or something like that. So the fact that, like, it's still a topic on Twitter, it's kind of like, okay, like, maybe. It's- and I don't I don't want to hate on you if you believed that it was real. And especially, like, if you, like um are like if you are a member of the lgbtq plus community and you see people like you identify with people and like maybe you like were really close to your best friend and you fell in love with them and you want to see that in someone like i think that's okay but just yeah you're constantly putting on like there's whole twitter accounts dedicated to larry stylinson and it's just like all right like maybe (laughs) i mean everyone pretty much knows like in the fandoms that Larry's are not all Larry's are extremely toxic, but it's like Larry's TM that. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm not saying that they weren't together. Like, what do I know? Yeah, but I just think that like it clearly affected their own lives. And that's when, you know, it's like, okay, like this needed to be dialed back, like extremely. Yeah. Um, and another example um, Tom Dea shippers, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's to- the ship of Tom Holland and Zendaya. Um, are there Tom Dea's are another group of people that have were like pretty aggressive when Tom's first two Spider Man movies came out. And it's like both Tom and Zendaya have talked about how they are just friends and like, if, like people shipping them is kind of weird. It's like they've, it's like, Okay, who knows if something really happened behind closed doors, like we've said, but they have both said that they are just friends. So please stop saying that they are the only couple you will ever, ex- like, like, yeah, ex- like, it's especially like, also, like, why can't a guy and a girl just be friends? Why do you have to yeah. assume that they're dating? That's also sexist. It's like, why is everything we've talked about just come back to sexism? Because we're two women talking about because this is the about toxicity and a lot of a lot of issues in our society revert back to racism, homo like homophobia, sexism, xenophobia, like all of that fun stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, no shipping real people in life, sheep sheeping sheeping people in real life um, is not a good idea. It's not good to herd sheep um, with people. Yeah. Um, people were not meant to be put into a pen. Um, so don't sheep people. Shipping real, shipping real people is just, you can like ship them in your head, ship them with your friends, but also just shipping, put like thinking two people, two celebrities in our, would be really good in a relationship can also just be obviously taken too far as we've seen but it's also just weird because it's like how would you feel if someone was like oh you and the dude that sits three feet from you in your chemistry class would be a really cute couple and it's like you're just friends or you don't even know the person yeah like definitely having a passing thought or like saying like oh they'd be cute together but again like when you take it to a point where like like you said, like you won't accept them with anyone else. You can't let it go. You're putting it out there into the universe a lot. Yeah. Um, 
that's one again this is what we're talking about all goes back to balance like have a balance there like calm down and a lot of people in the julian the phantoms community not a lot of people but i see it more on tiktok and like a very small sub community on tumblr that ship cohen which is charlie and owen and it's like Charlie and Owen are, are again have a relation, have a friendship that appears to be like what how Harry and Louis was first start when they first started out, but like they're friends and like when you really start making it seem like it's a relationship, it gets weird and like that's what makes the friendships weird, and that's just not okay because you don't want them to stop interacting, so don't make it weird (laughs) yeah um I think that pretty much wraps up what we've been talking about um again like we're not perfect we've been guilty of these things but um we just want to really like put more positive things out into the universe and set an example especially for younger fans of like how being because you can be a fan for your whole life and that's amazing it's a fun thing and I don't like when people get hated on for liking something that they've like I've liked the same band since high school and that's not a bad thing I think but um definitely like looking at yourself and like if what you're doing is hurting yourself or hurting others like it's time to really reflect on your actions And we didn't touch on it today, but it is something we are aware of and it is something we're probably going to do in another episode, but there is also a lot of inherent and unintended sometimes, depending on the fandom, racism, sexism, homophobia, all of that bigotry. We just didn't touch on it today, but yeah, we kind of focus on sexism, but definitely like we want to keep this conversation going um so if you do have any like thoughts anything you've seen anything that's been bothering you like feel free to tweet us or send us a message or send us an email we would love to like um even like I don't know maybe someday we'll have people like come on the show and talk with us about these things um Becca and I are two white girls so if if anyone has any if there's any like people of color that have experienced any racism in fandoms that wants to speak out about it, by all means, come and join us. Yeah, definitely let us know. We always want to learn and better ourselves and we hope that you all do too. Um, so that's our episode today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, can't wait to edit this one cause it's going to be super long, but again, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Um, Please follow our Twitter. It is girls talk boys talk is spelled without the A. So it's TLK. Um, and have some fun on Twitter, but keep it positive and treat people with kindness.